Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I'd like to talk just a little bit about China. A lot of interesting things going on over there. For some time, uh, China's had this phenomenon of large football field-sized UFOs just parking themselves over airports. Kind of hard to figure that one out. I've found probably close to a dozen different cases in the last 10 years of that. And you might wonder if maybe... Uh, that's not some sort of deep state project or some sort of uh, U.S. military project. You know, maybe China needs a little bit of a shaking down. Sometimes China complains about the debt that the Americans owe them. But, you know, having the Americans owe you debt is kind of like having Tony Soprano owe you debt. Might not be that good of an idea to complain about it too much. So it's easy to write some of these cases off as, possibly some sort of, you know, high-level military type thing going on. But it's more than just that. In fact, uh, last month, and it was reported in one of the, I think it was the Mail Online, but there was a UFO uh, sighting, a mass sighting. And this one occurred, it went on clear from, uh, uh, they had reports in northwestern China, southwestern China, and southeastern China, apparently this ship uh, made its way clear across the country, just kind of moseyed on across. And when you see the pictures of it, you see uh, three lights, and they described it as three uh, orbs flashing on and off um, and, and blinking in and out. But I think it's more than that. If you look at the video that Mail has posted, it looks like a triangular craft, and it's hard to judge the size of the thing. But, you know, I could estimate it maybe being a couple, 300 feet, no more than 500 feet above the tree line in the video. And people are apparently on a uh, apartment balcony as they're filming it. They're obviously excited. But you can see this. You can see the lights blinking in and out. But what it looks like to me is that uh, the ship is rotating around. And so what you're seeing is you're seeing the lights blink out as they reach terminus, as they, as they move away from you. And then they blink back on as the ship turns back around. So being it's a triangle shape, it's kind of, it's, you're kind of seeing, you know, one to two lights as they, as they come around, almost like a car, you know, headlight beams would come around. But they're not beams of lights. They're just, they look like, they look like bright orbs because they're a long ways away. And the size of the ship, it's hard to say, you know, it, it, it's, it's so far away. I mean, this thing could be 50 feet across. It could be 500 feet across. I mean, you really can't tell, but it, it's got some size to it. And if you really look at the video, you can see the outline of the triangle shape. The the clouds, you know, it's China, so there's smog. <laughs> and it there's kind of have a cloudy background, but it's still, it's, it, you can make it out. And you wonder what's what's happening because if it's, if it's uh, something that's, produced by the Chinese military or by some other military, you know, I can't imagine that if it was a U.S. Uh, project, the Chinese would just let it set there. I mean, they would have the thing shot down or they would take action or something. So it's, it's really interesting video, and there's a, a pretty decent article written on it. You can check that out. And then I got to look a little bit further, and, you know, China has expressed quite a significant interest in ETs. In fact, um, I found an article from December 2017 where they have built the world's largest uh, radio um, receiver, twice the size as the one that the Americans have in Puerto Rico, that great big dish receiver that's supposed to be able to hear ET. 
Well, the Chinese put one up twice that size, and they put it in um, kind of like the Americans did, I suppose. They found this place uh, in southwest China. It's kind of a looks to me like much like Puerto Rico, kind of a tropical environment where you have these natural kind of limestone hills that are cut away, and it's a giant natural sinkhole. And this thing is enormous. They had to supposedly or reportedly they had to displace 9,000 uh, Chinese farmers who were not happy, 9,000, at a cost of $30 million. Now, you know, $30 million, that's in Chinese money. I mean, this thing would have cost $300 million for the Americans to build it because, let's face it, the Chinese are not going through there and doing a bunch of EPA studies and paying everybody top dollar for their land. They're just going in and doing it. And you kind of wonder, well, what's so important? Well, the Chinese want to make contact with ETs and they have come right out and said that they want to be the first ones to contact ET. Now, I think we can be pretty sure that they're not wanting to be the first ones to contact ET because they want to help the whole world. It's a little scary when you think about it. What would communist China do with free energy today? Or what would communist China do if they made first contact with a very dangerous ET who was in need of, say, human subjects or whatever. And if you think about it, China making first contact with ET, that's kind of like if you could imagine when uh, the European settlers came to the New World, what happened with some of the Native Americans. Well, some of the Native Americans saw the opportunity to completely genocide their neighbors. So they made friends with the newcomers sold their land off for, for you know, literally trinkets or whatever just so they could get guns and bullets. And then they use those guns and bullets to completely destroy their neighbors. I mean, that happened. Not a pretty sight. And that's what human beings do in general. Sometimes, you know, if, if one human tribe makes contact with another tribe that's more advanced, they use that to their advantage to do bad things to their neighbors. Now, sometimes they do good things, but not in general. And with the Chinese, at least in my mind, with the people running the country, not the people themselves, obviously, but just the government that runs the country, uh, we could see them being, this being a very self-serving purpose. But on a lighter side, we have to point out that even though this giant radioscope, oh, which by the way, uh, with the help of the Australians, they just put a new receiver in it, uh, maybe like a month ago. They ordered it in May, according to reports online so that it can be even more effective. But there seems to be one major issue with this uh, radio receiver. And it's kind of funny because this, this is so uh, stereotypically Chinese, and I'm not trying to be nasty here, but they put this uh, giant, you can go online and find the article and see the pictures, but they put, they put a big observation base, like pretty close to the receiver, so they could show it off to all of the Chinese tourists because... You know, the Chinese government is so proud of what they've built. So what has happened is this place, this radio receiver's at, has become a huge tourist attraction. And people climb this tower from which there's an observation deck, and they can look down at the uh, radio receiver. It's like they're almost over it. And there, by the dozens and by the hundreds, they take their selfies, and they have... A lot of fun together, laughing and joking and taking pictures and making a lot of noise. And in fact, they say that they're making so much noise that they're making it hard to pick up uh, signals 
for the uh, tower that for the dish that is it's becoming difficult to pick up the signals from outer space because the humans are making too much noise so I guess on the light side they've got this giant uh, telescope they may very well make first contact with ET but on the other side of the coin they may have to make the contact late at night because during the daytime there's too many Chinese tourists there interfering with the deep space signals. Uh, a lot of fun to read. Go to the website, check out the links. Uh, that's all for now. Over and out. UFOWarning.com.